dear founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. Part of why I started this podcast is so that you, my amazing community of female founders, solopreneurs, business owners, and friends, do not feel alone in your business endeavors. When I became a founder on accident, I didn't have a network of founders around me sharing insights, battle stories, successes, and also supporting me and lifting me up. It took a really long time to find it, and now that I have it, I can't imagine my life without it. So today, I want to share with you some of the sentiments that you might need to hear today, tomorrow, next week, or even next year. But as a female founder, a business owner, an entrepreneur, or really just a woman in business, something that you might need to hear that you can apply to your day to day. But before we get into today's episode, I am your host, Lindsay Pinchuk, and for those of you who are new around here, I have been building brands for nearly 25 years, and I started my own company back in 2010 with a $500 investment. I grew that business to reach 3 million users per month across multiple platforms and generate seven figures in revenue for six years straight. I started this company in 2010 before social media was even a thing, and I grew it alongside the boom of social media, learning everything as I went along. This was all before I led my company's acquisition to a large agency holding company in 2019. Two years later, I exited that company with one goal, to support other female founders and businesswomen through their own entrepreneurship journeys. Thursday's episodes of Dear Founder are called Founder Files. They're episodes designed to move your business forward through a specific lesson and through actionable tips. Well, there really is no blueprint for building scaling, selling a business, I do hope that the tips I give you here will also give you a lot to think about as you grow your own business. If today's episode strikes a chord with you, it would mean so much to me if you would share it or if you would let me know or if you really love it, I would love it if you left a rating or review. All you have to do is go to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash dear found her and you can leave that rating or review anywhere it is that you listen. So I really hope that the takeaway from today's conversation is big picture how much we are here and I am here to support you in whatever it is that you're doing. Like I said a couple minutes ago, when I first started my own company, I didn't have a network surrounding me of incredible women I've built that network up over time. And like I said, I can't imagine my life without it. But if you don't have it, or even if you do, I want you to know that I am an extension of that network. 
I'm a part of that network for you. And I hope that you take this podcast and take what I put on my social media at both Lindsay Pinchuk and Dear Founder and use it to lift you up and to support you and to learn and to educate yourself so that you also feel that you are not alone in this. As so many of you know, owning your business is one of the most rewarding experiences. I really, other than becoming a mom and being a loving wife, I really can't imagine anything more rewarding than watching my business grow and obviously putting the blood, sweat, and tears into it to make it grow. But it also can be so hard. You're going to hear on next Tuesday's episode, my guest says, entrepreneurship is so fucking hard. And it is. But it's not talked about nearly enough. The hardships are not talked about. And you've heard me say this here before. It's so great to celebrate. And we should be celebrating all of the wins, both big and small. But at the end of the day, it's not just about the wins. And too many founders out there only share about the successes. And it's really time that we share in everything because that is how we learn and that is how we grow. When you own your own business, you wear so many hats. And like you hear me say every week in the intro of this podcast, you burn the midnight oil. It's 11 p.m. right now and I'm recording this podcast. You are doing things at all hours of the day. You feel pulled in a million different directions. And often there are so many things that you want to do and you just don't know how you're going to get to them all. You often feel alone, but you are not. And it's so important that you know that. You can bet that someone you know also feels the same way that you do. So I'm going to share these sentiments, these tips, these pieces of advice with you because I want you to know that All of these things are so common amongst entrepreneurs, amongst female founders, amongst business owners. So if you need to hear one of these tips and it makes you feel better today, let me know. Or if you think you know someone who might need to hear one of these tips, share it with them. The more we share and the more we are transparent about how we not only perform in our business endeavors, but how we feel about our business endeavors, the more that we can grow, the more that we can learn, and truly the more we can succeed. So number one, it's okay to ask for help. I think that as an entrepreneur, most of us are wired to want to do everything. It, you know, it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur. It takes a certain kind of personality. And most of us, let's be honest, are type A. And we think that we can do everything. And it's really hard to delegate because oftentimes... I don't know about you, but oftentimes I think to myself, well, I could just do it so much better and quicker than if I just sit down and tell them how to do it, or I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z in order to get them to do it the way I want them to do it. But honestly, you can't and you shouldn't be doing everything. I was actually on the phone with a client today, a client who has a really robust business, a really robust business, a near near seven-figure business. And she was telling me how she thinks she needs someone to help her with her Shopify site. Of course she does. She should not be spending the time doing the Shopify site when you can 100% outsource it. She should be spending her time working on the business and working on growing the business so that one day she can sell the business. So it is okay to ask for help. You are not a failure by doing so. And honestly, when you ask for help and you bring people in to help, 
you end up moving the needle forward faster. So, and help doesn't have to be help at work, right? I think help comes in a lot of different forms. So it could be asking for help picking up your kids from school. I ask my neighbor all the time, can you grab Lila when you're at school today? I have to do X, Y, and Z. And she's 99.9% more than happy to do it if she's going. And actually yesterday, she wasn't going and she didn't tell me and she still picked up my kid. So don't be afraid to ask for favors from your friends, from your family. You know, it's so important. They want to help you. They want to lean in. You can also ask for help or advice on how to incorporate your legal, your bookkeeping, really anything. It's not just, you know, it's not just hiring someone. You absolutely should be asking for help in all facets of your business and all facets of your life as an entrepreneur because I know you certainly could use it. I know that I could use it. And I think also you need to keep in mind that help sometimes comes in the form of mental health or health and wellness and asking for help there in order to keep your mind and body healthy and well so that you can function as a business owner or as a parent or as a spouse, whatever it may be. Number two, pivoting isn't failing. When you have a small business and or you run a lean team, you have to know when to make a change. So not everything is going to come up roses. Not everything is going to be smooth sailing. You know, sometimes you have to make tough decisions. And making that change doesn't mean you failed. And, you know, I think that that is a really important thing to point out because as an entrepreneur, oftentimes you have these ideas and you want to see them come to fruition. And they might not come to light the way that you imagine them to come to light. Or you might launch a product that you think is amazing, but when you launch it, your community doesn't. So you need to know what is the pivot point. When when is it that you need to make the change so that you don't lose? When you pivot, oftentimes it's to protect the business and to move it in a better direction. And so it's really important that you have the skill of knowing when to make that decision. Number three, your tribe is your lifeline. And Tribes come in many different forms. I have my mom tribe. I have my girlfriend tribe. I have my female founder tribe. There are a lot of different tribes in my life. But when I'm talking about this, I mean, really and truly, your tribe, no matter what kind of tribe it is, is going to be your lifeline. So in entrepreneurship, for example, entrepreneurship can feel lonely. And truthfully, that's why I started Dear Founder. That's how it was born, because I wanted to support other female founders. So in regards to your business, go out and find other small business owners, other entrepreneurs that you can add to your network, that you can bounce ideas off of, share stories with, make it a point to connect with them regularly, okay? You want to learn from each other. You want to grow with one another, you want to support one another, you want to lean on each other, and truthfully, you want to be each other's biggest cheerleaders. I have friends from Instagram that I've never met in real life that cheer me on all the time, and I cheer them on all the time. It is so important that you are filling your tribe with people who can lift you up in this world specifically, because I will say that 
as much as I love my mom friends and as much as I love my girlfriends from growing up, many of them are not female founders. So they don't really understand my day to day, nor do they understand the hardships that I face, but I don't understand a lot of the hardships that they face at work. So it's so important, especially as a female founder and someone who you are probably alone in doing this, or you might have a co-founder, but even if you have a team, they are not your tribe because they're working underneath you. They're working to support you, even if you look at them as your peers side by side. And so it's so important as a business owner, as a female founder, that you find a tribe of other female founders and business owners that you can commiserate with, support, lift each other up, and really just share and learn and grow from. Number four, make time for you. This could be something small like walking around the block and listening to a podcast or something like having lunch with a friend or dinner with the girls or a date night with your significant other. And as hard as I work, even during the busiest times, I try to make a moment for me, whether it's a blowout or a manicure or something that makes me feel like me, something that allows me to turn the work off, even if it's just for 30 minutes, take a spin class, take a Pilates class, go get acupuncture, get a massage. There are so many things that you can do big and small for yourself. And when I say have lunch with a friend or a dinner with the girls or a date night with your significant other, Do this with people who you're not working with, who are not in your world, so that you can turn it off. At the end of the day, I know I am better for it all around when I can turn it off for a few minutes and focus on something outside of work. It allows you to rest and recharge, forget about whatever the day brought you, and to really come back rearing and ready to go. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay. I'm not sure if you're aware, but over the last nine months, I haven't just helped big enterprise brands on their marketing efforts through my consulting firm. I've also helped over a dozen women, small business owners in launching their companies, building their brands, and to tweak what wasn't working. I've been building and growing brands for nearly 25 years, but I've forever used one method to build my own brands and that of my clients and students. My signature suite method utilizes social media, your website, emails, events, partnerships, and publicity to generate and execute cost-effective, community-centric marketing strategies. If you're looking for that added layer of guidance, please reach out. There's a link in my show notes. Book a call with me and let's see how I can help you. I can't wait to meet you and learn about your business. Now back to the show. Number five, stop comparing yourself to your competition or to anyone else really. Stay on track and focus on yourself. Things are not always as they seem. And when with my first company, I had two copycats. Um, and really, they were two copycats. <laughs> Neither one of these companies lasted long. One of them copied my website verbatim. One of them reached out to all of my sponsors and vendors and started hosting events. They tried to host events with my partners. Many of them said no. But then they found other partners that were very similar And they really just copied everything that I did. And honestly, I spent so much time and energy worrying about what they were doing and tracking their every move. It was such a waste of time. Honest to God. First of all, competition is a good thing. It means there's a demand for what you do. The other thing when it comes to competition, especially I think back to these two companies that tried to do exactly what I did. And I'm going to talk about this in a second, but 
they weren't me. And so they weren't hosting events to my caliber. And a lot of people who went to their events because maybe they were $10 cheaper or whatever it was, usually came back to my events because they were like, yours are so much better. So just stop worrying about the competition. Let the, competi- let the competition drive demand for your own business. And second, spend that energy focusing on yourself and your business. Don't let anyone else try to get ahead with a non-existent shortcut. There are no shortcuts. And copying is definitely not a, not a shortcut. But then also, don't let someone take the wind out of your sails. Just stay on course and keep doing you. Because remember, you are your company's secret sauce. They can steal your recipe, but the sauce won't stay the same because you're not involved with it. Do not forget that. Number six, overnight successes are not a thing. I know it seems like people gain success immediately or overnight or it just happens, but most often what you see and what actually happened are two totally different stories. And most often there are years and years of work behind every seemingly overnight success. So don't forget that. Things aren't always what they seem, and I've said that a few times now. Number seven, outsource when you can. Know what you're good at and know what you can ask for help with. I will tell you, in the beginning of my first company, I ran my, quote, books on my own. It, w- it was in a spreadsheet, and that's a whole other thing. Do not run your books in a spreadsheet. You need to get a, book- a bookkeeping <laughs> software. But I learned not so fast, actually, that that was not the way to do it. And I kind of made a mess, to be very honest. I wasn't good at finance. I'm not good at finance. I'm not great at operations. And I wasn't able to really look at the whole picture when it came to the finances of Bump Club. And it took a while, I think probably a couple of years before I ended up hiring a part-time bookkeeper. And once I did, I saw my business start to grow. And then over time, as I added as I made this role a bigger role at Bump Club, I was able to really build a robust business. Had I done it sooner, I probably would have grown and even maybe sold a lot sooner. The very first thing that I did when I started my second business, Lindsay Pinchuk Marketing and Consulting, the very first thing was I found a bookkeeper. Even at the time I had one client and didn't know where this was going to go, I wanted someone to help me with my books because I know for me that's not my strong suit. So to pay someone a few hundred dollars a month to do that for me, to me, feels like a bargain. So when you can free up your time by outsourcing something that costs you more in time and money to do yourself, you often can make more money in the long run by doing that. So find those things that take a lot of time and in turn cost you a lot of money and find people to help you. Number eight, it's okay to say no. When you're the new kid on the block, you want to say yes to everything. And maybe even when you're not, you're the not so new kid on the block, but you don't want to pass up any opportunity. And I understand that. But truly, you have to weigh the options because you can't do everything, especially if you're a one person team. Keep in mind that not all networking events are the same. Not all lunches are the same. Not all charitable galas are the same. Not all potential partnerships are the same. You really need to take a look at the opportunity, what you're going to gain from it, what you have to give to it, and how much time it's going to take. And then you have to ask yourself if it's worth it. 
I remember early on with my first company, I felt like I had to be at every single networking event imaginable and that I always had to say yes to every event I was invited to. And in turn, I was burning myself out. And the whole reason that I started my first company was so that I could be at home with my daughter and spend more time with her. But I found myself out and about almost every night of the week. It was just also, in addition to taking away from my family, it was taking away from me building my business. So once I started saying no and I started to really put that time into my business instead, my business started to grow. Because showing face at every event isn't going to grow your business. Showing face at the right events where you can meet the right people, that is going to grow your business. Number nine, trust your gut. More often than not, deep down, if you know it's a bad idea, it's likely a bad idea. You know it's best for your business. So you can absolutely and you should absolutely take the advice and opinions of others. You should ask for them. Don't be afraid to ask for them. But making a decision because you know is far different than making a decision because someone tells you to. Just because someone tells you to, you might not feel it in your gut and you might know in your gut that what they're telling you is the wrong thing. Trust your gut because nine times out of 10, you know best and you will be making the right decision. Number 10, go to sleep. This is a hard one. This is a hard one because the work never ends. You're always on. You are always thinking about the things that you can and should and want to be doing. But just know it'll be there tomorrow. This is something that I really struggle with because I'm a night owl. I always have been. You can ask anyone in college that I lived with in my sorority or my roommates. And I had two friends that were always awake with me. That's just how I am. I've always functioned staying up late and I've always been able to function on not that much sleep. However, when you get the right amount of sleep, you do feel better. You feel more energized for the next day and it helps you. And this is something that I'm really learning and working on. I am really working on trying to shut it down before midnight, which is really hard for me because that's usually when I do my best work. But I do know that when I do get that seven to eight hours versus that five to six hours, I feel a lot better. So get some sleep. Your body will thank you and everyone around you will thank you too. I hope that you found these sentiments, these tips, these nuggets of information that I have just gathered over the last 13 years as a female founder, as an entrepreneur. I hope that you found them helpful. If anything, I hope that you... If you, if you know them already, which you probably do, that me sharing them helped you to validate that you are not alone in anything that you're thinking, feel free to reach out. I'm here. Use me as a resource. You can always reach out at lindsay at lindsaypinchuk.com or shoot me a DM on my Instagram at lindsaypinchuk. I want to thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Make sure you stay tuned. We have another brand new episode coming for you on Tuesday and, of course, another episode next Thursday as well. Have a great rest of the week and enjoy your weekend.